why are we here? What is our purpose? Why do we exist? These are some of the questions that have long plagued humanity and it is something that for the next few moments I would like to attempt to give a reason for, um, maybe to assist someone that is struggling with these questions. My name is Austin Graham and I would like to invite you on a journey with me as we go through some of the possible answers or explanations for these questions. Now, I don't consider myself an authority, and I don't think we are going to be able to answer these questions in the next few minutes because humanity has had thousands of years to answer them, and yet they still struggle with these questions. But I want to maybe help someone that is struggling or has struggled find some answers. My, I have had many times in my life where I've had questions about these exact things and I didn't know where to turn, I didn't know where to look, and I have wanted to assist those that have found themselves in similar situations. I am a graduate of Bible College, I have my bachelor's in theology, and I'm a member of the United Pentecostal Church, and I... And wanting to help those that have questions and are not receiving the answers they want. So I'm beginning here with a very fundamental question of why are we here and what is our purpose? I'm going to answer this from the theological standpoint and from the philosophical standpoint. So I want to begin in the book of Colossians chapter 1 verse 16. The Bible tells us that for by him... All things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. And I want to couple that with the book of John 1. It says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. Verse 14, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Why are we here, and what is our purpose? Taking a very simplistic definition of purpose out of Webster's Dictionary, it's defined as the reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists. Now, the logical question that would follow this kind of definition is, then why do we exist? This is one of the greatest questions that I think humanity has ever asked, and is still asking today. It's literally a question that has spanned the history of human existence. Um... In the 1600s, there is a man by the name of Rene Descartes who said, cogito ergo sum. He said, I think, therefore I am, during a time in his life where he was questioning the idea of his existence. Now, existence is not a question for science. Due to it going beyond the realms of scientific query, um... 
science is meant to answer the what and the how of something, but it is not meant to answer the why. I found an article um, by Christianity.org.uk, and they put it like this. They said, science can take our understanding only so far. For as scientists themselves make this clear, science tells us what exists and how, but not why it exists or what it all means. Paul Davies, who is a professor of physics at Arizona University, he wrote, We now know that the secret of life lies not with the chemical ingredients as such, but with the logical structure and organizational arrangement of the molecules, like a supercomputer that is... Uh, life is an information processing system. It is the software of the living cells that is the real mystery, not the hardware. How did stupid atoms spontaneously write their own software? Nobody knows. The author of this article went on to say, It is known that nothing in the universe exists as an isolated or independent entity. The universe is a continuum of matter and energy, space and time, but it has not always existed. It had a start... But the cause of the start is unknown, and scientists now know that every action has an equal and opposite reaction, but cannot identify the action that caused the existence of the universe. So the idea of existence is something that scientists and philosophers and theologians have all asked and pondered together. And so I want to um, attack this question of why do I exist from a theological standpoint and those questions that I asked earlier are those those scriptures that I quoted earlier are kind of dealing with this idea of existence and I believe that we find the answer in Colossians 1.16 when Paul wrote all things were created through him and for him I believe that humans humanity were created to partake in existence in and of itself. I believe that God allowed and gave us the privilege to experience what He has experienced for all eternity, Um, and that being existence in and of itself. Now the question is, why is there something rather than nothing? Why are we here rather than not here? I believe that um, there's a gentleman by the name of William Lane Craig who has gone into a philosophical explanation for this very question of why is there something rather than nothing? Why do we exist? Why are we here? What is the purpose of it all? And I believe that if you can find the cause of the universe, you will find your purpose. It necessarily follows that if if there was a being that created everything that we see, there must be a purpose to its existence. William Lane Craig is a uh, renowned apologist who basically is one to give um, theological, no, philosophical, I'm sorry, um, explanations why we exist. And or why there is something rather than nothing. And in his argument for creation or for God, he has basically three premises and a conclusion, or two premises and a conclusion. Um, the first premise is that whatever begins to exist has a cause. 
Um, the second premise is that the universe began to exist, and the third, con- the, the conclusion that necessarily follows from the premises is therefore the universe has a cause. So whenever you're confronted with um, an atheist or an agnostic or someone that doesn't believe, bring up this argument because this is a very valid argument. In any kind of argument in debates or philosophy, if the premises can be tr- proven to be true, then the conclusion will necessarily follow. So whatever begins to exist has a cause. This is logically airtight. Uh, There's nothing that pops into being sporadically. Everything that has begun to exist, there is a cause for its existence. The desk that I sit at tonight, um, I built this desk. I am the cause of its existence. That's the first premise. The second premise is that the universe began to exist, and when you begin to look into current scientific models or explanations for the existence of the universe, you'll find that uh, science has proven time and time again that the universe has a beginning. Um, Currently, the universe is expanding. Now, logically, if you were to rewind expansion, you would find yourself rewinding so far back that you would go to what's called a singularity or the beginning point of existence. So the second premise is true. Therefore, the third and the conclusion necessarily follows that the universe has a cause, and I would posit that that cause is God. Now, if the cause of the universe is God, God exists, therefore we have a cause for our existence, and scripturally we were created for Him and by Him. And I believe thoroughly that we were created to partake in existence in and of itself. Now, getting into philosophy and logic in the next following few episodes, I want to continue into this kind of thought process. I I really enjoy things like philosophy and theology and logic. Um, It is easy to get lost in philosophy. It's easy to get sidetracked and weigh in over your head in some of this stuff. And so I want to take a very beginner, sophomoric approach step into this philosophy and theology combination, and I want you to follow with me, Um, but I would like to give an anecdotal explanation or example of how easy it is to get lost in philosophy and theology and science and and all these different um, studies. Um, I want to give an example, and it's kind of a funny anecdote, so if you can follow along with me. Uh, One day, Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson were um, deciding to go on a camping trip. And after dinner and a late night, they laid down for the night and went to sleep. And some hours later, Holmes awoke and nudged his faithful friend. And he said, Watson, look up at the sky and tell me what you see. Watson replied, I see millions of stars. What does that tell you? Watson pondered for a minute. He said, astronomically, it tells me that there are millions of galaxies and potentially billions of planets. Astrologically, I observe that Saturn is in Leo. Horologically, I deduce that the time is approximately a quarter past three. Theologically, I can see that God is all-powerful and that we are small and insignificant. Meteorologically, I suspect that we'll have a beautiful day tomorrow. Holmes, what does that tell you? Holmes was silent for a minute. Then he said, Watson, you idiot! Someone has stolen our tent. Now, funny as it may be, it is a very good example as to why um, it could be dangerous getting involved in all of these ologies, these studies of things, because you can begin to look so deep and so 
so stringent into what is out there that you miss the very obvious that is in front of your face. So for the course of these studies, I want us to be biblically rooted, rooted in Scripture because that is the foundation of everything. Paul said that he did not come with the wisdom of men, but with power of the Holy Spirit. And, but Peter told us that it's okay to reason. He said it's okay to give a reason for the hope that is within you. And I believe that there could be a good mix of philosophy and theology. And when you come to questions of existence, you first and foremost need to look at theology. What does the Word of God say? What does the Bible say? Everything else is moot underneath that primary explanation. Um, but we could use philosophy and logic to assist in our understandings of these things. So why do we exist? In my humble opinion, and for the short first introduction, is we exist to partake in existence, in the very nature of existence itself. Uh, we exist to exist with God and to worship a creator that saw fit to allow us to experience everything that we have around us. Um, that's it for today and for this episode. And my prayer is that you would uh, like and share and talk about this and give me um, some, some pointers or some tips. I greatly appreciate it. I'm praying for you all and I hope you all would pray for me as well. And um, let's see what this thing does and where this goes. Please like and share it and comment and uh, tell me what you think. Thank you. God bless.